Hi, this is Pastor Anna Sorensen at French Creek Lutheran Church in Ettrick, Wisconsin. Thank you for joining together in worship, even as we can't join together in person. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10 and 16 through 20. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go, tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the Gospel of the Lord. When I was a child, I learned a song at summer camp in the North Woods of Minnesota, The Church Song by Jay Beach. We sang it sitting around the campfire under the stars, far from the clutter of street lights. The chorus of this simple song goes like this. We are the church, the body of our Lord. We are all God's children and we have been restored. That song helped me to connect our gatherings under those towering pine trees to the gatherings in the brown church building in town. The church is not a building where people go to pray. It's not made out of sticks and stones and it's not made out of clay. Singing Jay Beach's song at camp helped me to understand that it wasn't the building but it was the people who make the church. We were the church even when we were gathered around the campfire. 
You can go to worship, but you cannot go to church. You can't find a building that's alive, no matter how you search. It's people. It's people who make up the living body of Christ in the world. The church, it is the people living out their lives, called, enlightened, sanctified for the work of Jesus Christ. This song, which was written in 1988, has often come to my mind lately when we are away from our church building. One of the mysteries of the resurrection is that the presence of Christ in the world is no longer found solely in one person, but in all people who call upon the name of Jesus. As the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. In April, I decided to spend May's sermon time looking at the stories of the resurrected Jesus. Today's, today's reading is the Easter Gospel according to Matthew, plus his appearance to the, to the disciples in Galilee. The angel's message to the women that Easter morning in Matthew is a message to us today. You are looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he is not here. When the women arrived at the tomb, an angel descended and there was an earthquake. The foundations of the world shook, and their world was never the same. They went to a specific place, looking for their friend, their teacher, their Lord, but he was resurrected. He was not there. He could not be contained by the grave. Jesus is no longer constrained by the limitations of time and space. His presence is not limited by geography. He goes ahead of us to Galilee, ahead of us into the world, leading us to do his work of forgiveness and reconciliation. Our church has been shaken to its very foundations, not by an earthquake, but by a virus. Everything we thought we knew has to be reconsidered. The things we used to turn to in times of sorrow or stress are the things that risk not only our own well-being, but that of those around us. People of faith turn to the church and find the buildings closed. The rituals of sharing peace and holding hands to pray have become a place where disease and death can lurk. The earthquake of this virus has caused us to re-examine everything we thought we knew about being the church. We've had to suddenly strip away everything. Buildings, rituals, traditions, hymns community. I've been feeling sad about being apart from one another in corporate worship. 
as well as, of course, missing out on the many other pleasures of life in which we gather with groups of people. And I think many of you have missed those things as well. We know that we are refraining from gathering because we love one another. 1 Corinthians 15 tells us that the last enemy to be destroyed is death. But death is still the enemy. And today the enemy comes to us invisible as a virus. As people of faith, we don't need to fear death, but neither do we hasten our neighbors to their graves. Because this enemy of death is looming large in these days, we have to draw upon our courage. We have to dig deeply into our hearts and our minds and remember what we have been taught. Church is essential. We don't need a politician to tell us that. We who believe already knew that this is essential. But the church isn't the building. The church is us. We are what is essential. Our acts of faith, our love of neighbor, are what is essential. Perhaps this pandemic is an opportunity for resurrection in the church because we can no longer do what is traditional, what is comfortable, what is typical. We have had to look deeply into our own hearts and we have had to rely more on the power of the Holy Spirit. And from where I sit, from what I see, from what I hear, we are more about being the church than ever before. We are more about being the hands and feet of Christ in a hurting world than I have ever seen in my time in ministry. Perhaps with less time to focus on our buildings or our traditions, we have given more time to loving our neighbor. Now, I don't think that being apart from one another is of God. But I do fully believe that God always can work through bad circumstances to bring about good. Jesus is not here. It was not the end of the message to the women. He is going ahead of you to Galilee. The angel said, When Jesus met the disciples in Galilee, he gave them a job to do, and he gave them a promise. Go, make disciples. That's the job. And the promise, I will be with you always. My French Creek folks have often heard me say that God doesn't break promises. And this promise at the end of the Gospel of Matthew is a promise to cling to. Jesus says, I will be with you always. What a comfort it is to have this promise that Jesus is with us always. Whether we are in our church buildings or in our homes, 
whether we are at work or at play, whether we are alone or with others. We are the church. We are the body of Christ, not constrained by the grave, not constrained by geography, but risen and sent into the world and not sent alone. Sent with the presence of Christ, who is with us always. We are the church, the body of our Lord. We are all God's children, and we have been restored. The church is now the building where people go to pray. It's not made out of sticks and stones, and it's not made out of clay. We are the church, the body of our Lord. We are all God's children, and we have been restored. We are the church, body of our Lord. We are all God's children, and we have been restored. Worship, but you cannot go to church. You can't find a building that's alive, no matter how you search. We are the church, the body of our Lord. We are all God's children, and we have been restored. The church, it is the people living We are all God's children, and we have been restored. We are the church, the body of our Lord. We are all God's children, and we have been restored. One of the gifts of being in a community, a faith community, is that we are are a community. We're there for one another. If you are in the Gale, Ettrick, or Trempolo area of Wisconsin and you have a physical need, you need errands run, groceries picked up, chores done, please contact me, pastor at frenchcreeklutheran.org, and I or a member of the congregation will be able to help you out. If you are willing to help out a neighbor, please also contact me so I can put you on a list of resources. We're creating community through prayer at 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday, morning prayer on Facebook Live. Join us there and leave your prayer requests. And we're using this podcast to connect to one another. I'd love for it to be more than my voice. If you would be willing to read scripture, for the Sunday Sermon broadcast, again, please reach out to me, pastor at frenchcreeklutheran.org, and I will walk you through the process. Thank you so very much. God bless you.
When I was a child, I learned a song at summer camp in the Northwoods of Minnesota, the church song by Jay Beach. We sang it sitting around the campfire under the stars, far from the clutter of street lights. The chorus of this simple song goes like this. We are the church, the body of our Lord. We are all God's children and we have been restored. That song helped me to connect our gatherings under those towering pine trees to the gatherings in the brown church building in town. The church is not a building where people go to pray. It's not made out of sticks and stones, and it's not made out of clay. Singing Jay Beach's song at camp helped me to understand that it wasn't the building, but it was the people who make the church. We were the church even when we were gathered around the campfire. You can go to worship, but you cannot go to church. You can't find a building that's alive no matter how you search. It's people. It's people who make up the living body of Christ in the world. The church, it is the people living out their lives called, enlightened, sanctified for the work of Jesus Christ. This song, which was written in 1988, has often come to my mind lately when we are away from our church building. One of the mysteries of the resurrection is that the presence of Christ in the world is no longer found solely in one person, but in all people who call upon the name of Jesus. As the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. In April, I decided to spend May's sermon time looking at the stories of the resurrected Jesus. Today's, East, today's reading is the Easter Gospel according to Matthew, plus his appearance to the, to the disciples in Galilee. The angel's message to the women that Easter morning in Matthew is a message to us today. You are looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he is not here. When the women arrived at the tomb, an angel descended and there was an earthquake. The foundations of the world shook, and their world was never the same. They went to a specific place, looking for their friend, their teacher, their Lord, but he was resurrected. He was not there. He could not be contained by the grave. Jesus is no longer constrained by the limitations of time and space. His presence is not limited by geography. He goes ahead of us to Galilee, ahead of us into the world, leading us to do his work of forgiveness and reconciliation. 
our church has been shaken to its very foundations, not by an earthquake, but by a virus. Everything we thought we knew has to be reconsidered. The things we used to turn to in times of sorrow or stress are the things that risk not only our own well-being, but that of those around us. People of faith turn to the church and find the buildings closed. The rituals of sharing peace and holding hands to pray have become a place where disease and death can lurk. The earthquake of this virus has caused us to re-examine everything we thought we knew about being the church. We've had to suddenly strip away everything. Buildings, rituals, traditions, hymns community. I've been feeling sad about being apart from one another in corporate worship, as well as, of course, missing out on the many other pleasures of life in which we gather with groups of people. And I think many of you have missed those things as well. We know that we are refraining from gathering because we love one another. 1 Corinthians 15 tells us that the last enemy to be destroyed is death. But death is still the enemy. And today the enemy comes to us invisible. As a virus. As people of faith, we don't need to fear death. But neither do we hasten our neighbors to their graves. Because this enemy of death is looming large in these days, we have to draw upon our courage. We have to dig deeply into our hearts and our minds and remember what we have been taught. Church is essential. We don't need a politician to tell us that. We who believe already knew that this is essential. But the church isn't the building. The church is us. We are what is essential. Our acts of faith, our love of neighbor, are what is essential. Perhaps this pandemic is an opportunity for resurrection in the church. Because we can no longer do what is traditional, what is comfortable, what is typical. We have had to look deeply into our own hearts and we have had to rely more on the power of the Holy Spirit. And from where I sit, from what I see, from what I hear, we are more about being the church than ever before. We are more about being the hands and feet of Christ in a hurting world than I have ever seen in my time in ministry. Perhaps with less time to focus on our buildings or our traditions, we have given more time to loving our neighbor. 
Now, I don't think that being apart from one another is of God. But I do fully believe that God always can work through bad circumstances to bring about good. Jesus is not here. It was not the end of the message to the women. He is going ahead of you to Galilee, the angel said. When Jesus met the disciples in Galilee, he gave them a job to do, and he gave them a promise. Go, make disciples. That's the job. And the promise, I will be with you always. My French Creek folks have often heard me say that God doesn't break promises. And this promise at the end of the Gospel of Matthew is a promise to cling to. Jesus says, I will be with you always. What a comfort it is to have this promise that Jesus is with us always. Whether we are in our church buildings or in our homes, whether we are at work or at play, whether we are alone or with others. We are the church. We are the body of Christ, not constrained by the grave, not constrained by geography, but risen and sent into the world and not sent alone. Sent with the presence of Christ, who is with us always.